0: Welcome to The Green Zone podcast, the show that teaches oil and gas executives how to take command of their finances and live in the green. Your host, Jeff Green, from Green Financial Group, will be your financial guide, all while giving you a tour of the most beloved and best-kept secret spots around Houston, Texas. Now, on to the show.
1: Welcome to The Green Zone with Jeff Green and Lauren Smith of Green Financial Group. I'm Patrice Sakura, and today Jeff and Lauren are speaking with Benjamin Berg of Berg Hospitality Group. He will tell us firsthand the challenges facing his line of business as we deal with COVID 19. Jeff, why don't you first tell us more about Ben?
2: Ben. Great guy, friend. uh, And I could spend this entire time that we have here listing his accolades. The things that he's done in Houston, he's first of all, he's mentioned in all Houston publications, he's in the news. They highlight him constantly. He was named hurricane hero for all this charitable work that he did during hurricane Harvey and all the stuff he does around Houston in general is really phenomenal, but I'm gonna tell you the really weird thing is he's from New York. Ben, hey, thanks for taking the time out of your busy schedule to, to be with us here today.
3: Uh, thank you for having me. I'll try to keep the New York accent down <laughs> a little
2: bit. You can't. It, it just comes through. We're making him an honorary Houstonian now. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's he's
4: acc- he's acclimated now.
2: Yeah, I think he's there. Ben owns six or seven different restaurants, B&B Butchers here. and There's another B&B Butchers in Fort Worth, several other restaurants, which we'll mention. But you have a lot of employees, a lot of wait staff, a lot of kitchen staff a lot of corporate staff. How has this government-mandated shutdown affected you and your people?
3: I think we had upwards of 350, I'd say hourly line-level staff on March 15th, and around 60 salaried staff, management, and corporate office, and currently we're down to... 56 or 54 we're holding on to our management right
2: now wow i know you've done some great things i want to want you to tell us tell our listeners about what you've done for your employees because you've done some pretty phenomenal things there
3: The, the restaurant industry as a whole especially restaurant employees that really make it make it run they're hourly staffed or for the servers they're they're tipped employees and um when we were forced to close, there was no way, really no way, to provide adequate wages for them, especially the tip employees. Because I mean, if you take my higher end places like the steakhouse, B&B Butchers. You have employees walking out four, five, six hundred nightly in tips. We did have to lay off a lot. We started a uh, queue cook off, uh, like trying through on the weekends to raise funds for them. We started a GoFundMe. I think we'll be releasing around a little bit over a hundred thousand dollars to our hourly and so then everything from the corporate side, staying constantly communicating with them. We've worked with companies that trying to fill positions for from Walmart to H-E-B to Amazon, constantly reaching out trying to find them part time jobs during this period. Obviously just from our HR standpoint, the overload of unemployment unemployment filings and getting everything back as fast as we can so they can start collecting that as well. It, it's incredible how it happens so fast. that That's the crazy part.
2: It, it did happen fast. And what I thought was really incredible about one of the things that you did, which was also incredibly fast, was you set up that, that barbecue fundraiser there in BB Butcher parking lot right on, on Washington. And the, the line there was a huge line, but it went incredibly fast. And you went through there, you get ribs, brisket, you know, whatever you want barbecue wise that you had set up there. And all those proceeds that that you set this thing up and all the proceeds go to benefit your employees.
3: We are lucky. I purchased a smoker like maybe six months ago. Half of this too is just boosting morale and, and keeping people busy. And it's a great way to just get out there and maybe feel real good, too, that a lot of things that we have been doing, you know, Houstonians really came out and uh, supported us and support, supported our employees. We had, we had numerous people writing checks for specific employees, for their favorite waiters, et cetera, oh, just handing over money. It was really amazing.
2: Very cool. And you know, that was all done again at b Butcher, which is this, I think one of the best steakhouses in town, by the way. And so BB Butcher also has a, a butcher shop right there at the front. And during this, during this shutdown, I know that I've been going there and you've got a whole host of items uh, in the fridge for us to get. You got some pasta, some meatballs. My favorite thing though, is the bacon wrapped quail, that you have there you just go throw that on the grill and it's it's phenomenal and who knew it has a sandwich shop there and the, this is the weirdest thing i found out b&b butcher best sandwich in town i recommend the washington by the way
4: i mean jeff will go and have a sandwich from there and he will talk about it for days he'll call me down at my office like hey that was a really good sandwich i had for lunch today
3: come from new york where well, you need to have a good sandwich shop here. Yeah. You, did a,
2: you do a good job there. Let me ask you this, Ben. How, how do you see, how do you see us coming out of this shutdown? And I know there's been a lot of different things thrown about, at least I've read about, you know, maybe people getting checked with the temperature when they, before they come in the restaurant, after your employees have all been checked, one of those kinds of things, or maybe a 50% capacity. What, what do you, what do you, and I, and I know it's impossible to tell, but what do you see how, how we're coming out of this?
3: It's like what I always tell my employees, we can only control our four walls and kind of what happens inside of that. I've been kind of a big proponent, whatever they listen to me. Sometimes I yell kind of loud. So, you know, the Texas Restaurant Association and the ones kind of lobbying our our politicians and leaders. But and so I don't want to be told kind of what to do. We kind of have a philosophy that the guest tells us what they want. Obviously, perception and making people comfortable from our employees and our, and our guests is unbelievably important. We're going out and and purchasing the face masks and unbelievable amount of sanitizer and dispensers, wherever we can find them to have it all out there. Like menus will probably go disposable. You won't see salt and pepper shakers on the table. We have, we're ordering these UV uh, sanitizers that you see in a dentist office to like store all that stuff. So when it is brought out, it's, it's clean. It's, it's gonna be interesting because there's a group of people out there right now that probably have no problem going to a crowded bar. There's a group of people that will not come visit us for the next six months. And then there's a group that, that we, we gotta hold their hands and we gotta show them we're doing everything right and, and kind of make that promise to our guests that we're taking every available step to make them feel comfortable at to dine out. But what, what my fear is, is that the politicians get inside of our restaurant and kind of tell us what we need to do, whereas I feel our employees and our guests will really be the ones telling us what's important to them, what's going to make them feel comfortable, and what's going to make them come back and return and start getting life back to normal
2: yeah and again that ben that's just another testament to who you are and why you're so successful is you know that you, you let the guests tell you what they want and then you provide a superior service and a superior superior product the problem again is the politicians getting in the way and politicians unfortunately have no incentive not to overreact they if they overreact then they they're they can't lose out of the restaurants you got, I, I want to talk about my favorite stuff here. Now. So we will we, we'll have a little fun uh, part of our conversation now, but you got two B&B butcher restaurants. That's the steakhouse. Right. One over on Washington and Houston, right? Now you got one in Fort Worth. I haven't been to the to Fort Worth one yet. Uh, there's BB Italia Kitchen, which I love, uh-huh. by the way. If you want some good down-home pasta, yeah. some good sauce, B&B Italian Kitchen is really good. BB Lemon. I love BB Lemon. More of a casual place.
4: I love that shepherd's pie. That's good.
2: That's some good stuff.
4: I know. Maybe you get that for lunch.
2: The last show I talk about, the the Annie. For those of us that have been in Houston for a long, long time, the Annie is the old cafe Annie, right? Where Robert, I think Robert Del Grande, he's still there cooking it up uh, for that, Ben. So Ben's gone in to the old cafe Annie, now called the Annie, right there on Post Oak, and totally redid this place. Jazzed it up. They've got the best watermelon margarita you'll ever have <laughs> at that bar. That's phenomenal. And then you got a place called Turner's right below there. Just opened up. That's my favorite. I, why you love it. Six
4: that? days.
3: Six days until they shut us down. I know.
2: So <laughs> you were open for six days. Is that what is that right, Ben? That's what it was, yeah. I was fortunate enough to make it in there, I guess, when I was on one of those first six days.
4: It's just such a neat environment. It really makes you feel like you're not in Houston, it really has that like New York vibe. Kind of speakeasy-ish. It's kind of hidden off to the side. And it's just, it's awesome. Jacket
2: jacket required for the guys. Love that. I mean, it's a very, very cool place. I highly, highly recommend it.
4: Nothing like like that in Houston. Nothing
2: like it in Houston. And whenever they open up this world again, (laughs) go to Turner's over on Post Oak.
4: And they have um, the one drink. It's called, I think it's called Clearly Screwed. Is that right, Ben?
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's a cool drink. It's a
4: screwdriver, but it's clear. I don't know how you work your magic on that, but it's phenomenal.
2: So, Ben, I'm going to put you on the spot. Out of all your babies here that I just mentioned, what's your favorite?
3: Well, I mean, B&B Butchers is, I mean, it's like my children, right? So they're all a little different. B&B Butchers is what started everything off. So there's a real special place in my heart for there. Lemon is the place I'd, I'd want to hang out at. BB Italia is kind of, my family spot, but then Turner's is, listen, if this keeps going, I'm just going to move into there and make that my apartment. I think Houstonians are over this, but, you know, I, I've received three uh, three reservations requests today for Turner's. Go ahead, Patrice, you had something yeah,
1: to say. Ben, I just had a quick question. You're making me so hungry so, talking about all these great restaurants and the great food, but when people do start to come back, do you anticipate any supply chain problems?
3: Yeah, I think any business owner would say right now, What's killing us more than not being open and not generating revenue is the unknown. We need a date. We need to be told, and, and not just for us and for our planning, our supply chain is destroyed right now from things you wouldn't even think about like our liquor distributors. They they let go of everybody in their warehouse. They don't have drivers. We can't get the specialty vegetables now. So the, there's a, the seafood is basically gone. They The fishermen stop catching because there's nowhere for it to go. It's a two week ramp up to even start getting the products we need to start production to open the restaurant. And then from there, it's probably a month to two months to really have it tight where we, there's a continuous supply of all the specialty items because restaurants use more specialty items than the average person. And you can't find our stuff in the grocery store. I think there's gonna be major issues with opening and what can we get? Like we're never gonna serve frozen seafood. Right now there is no fresh seafood on the market the restaurants yeah we perceive a bunch of problems you're gonna we, need time. Ne- we need time
2: yeah yeah anything you want to leave us with with regards to, to 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 getting back into restaurants i know this is an awful virus i've never had a big fear of it but you're right you know some there are different camps of people out there and that's okay what do you want to tell the, the people that are that will be coming back into your restaurant soon
3: we're taking every step to to make it safe and to make it clean. But I truly believe we're responsible people, right? We're social people and there needs to be some responsibility. So we have the responsibility from the employer side, you know, and the guests need to be responsible and make their own decisions. And when they're comfortable to come out, because we'll be taking every step to make sure we're in the hospitality business, to make sure you're comfortable and happy and definitely don't leave hungry.
2: And awesome, maybe a little tipsy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know me and Lauren will be there. That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, and, hey, oh, Ben, thank thanks you. again so much. T- I know you got your swamp there, taking care of what you got to take care of. Thanks again for taking the time to be here with us.
3: Uh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me, guys.
1: Thanks, Jeff, Lauren, and Ben Berg of Berg Hospitality. To subscribe to this podcast, The Green Zone, with Jeff Green and Lauren Smith of Green Financial Group, tap the subscribe button on this page. You can also share with friends and colleagues by using the share button. I'm Patrice Socora,
0: and let's talk again, later. Thank you for listening to the Green Zone podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of Green Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Securities is offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Advisors, Inc. Green Financial Group is not a registered broker or dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. Jeff Green is the founder of Green Financial Group and is a registered principal of RJFS. The Green Financial Group is located at 6363 Woodway Drive, Suite 625, Houston, Texas, 77057, and can be reached at 713-244-3030. Raymond James is not affiliated with and does not endorse the opinions or services of his guests.